Hello all you live resin revelers, connoisseurs of fine craft flower and dabbling dabbers. Welcome to the National Cannabis Network, your voice for everything marijuana. I'm your host, Jason Watson. I'm excited to announce that we'll be highlighting Ohio's medical marijuana community in the coming episodes for a glimpse into how Ohio's marijuana program is rolling out in real time. If you or someone you know uses cannabis medicinally and would like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to me at National Cannabis Network Podcast at gmail.com. I have a very special guest lined up today. She's a California native and a student at the Cleveland School of Cannabis. She's overcome many challenges in life and is truly an inspiration. Please enjoy the show. So I am here with Diane Jin today in Dublin, Ohio, looking up the back window here at an amazing garden. Diane obviously has a green thumb. Diane, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. Good. So we are here to talk about medical marijuana in Ohio. What do you think about the current state of our medical marijuana program in Ohio? Ooh, I'm not happy. I'm not happy with it. Um, I was really hoping, um, because of the strictness, that they would be more focused in the medical aspect and helping the patients, and they're making it very difficult for the patients, in my opinion. There's a lot of work that needs to be done to uh, uh, fine-tune it where um, it's not a puzzle. I, I see on Facebook a lot of people have anxiety about going to the dispensaries because it can be an overwhelming experience if you don't know anything about it. You know, people just want to get help, and the prices are also outrageously, you know. It's steep. It's robbery. It's, it's not right. You know, I'm paying 400% more than um, I was in the illicit market. Why? 400%. 400%, yeah. That's what it comes out to. When in California, I used to get, get an ounce for 200 top shelf. I'm hoping that we'll get there eventually. I have seen a, a drastic improvement just from the very first day. The very first dispensary to open, I paid $500 for an ounce, and I'm now seeing ounces for 250 300 but it goes back to the top shelf. It's not the top shelf that you're right. seeing for sale. Yeah, I, I've noticed uh, some of those too. I've been looking at uh, the menus. I got a hike out to a new dispensary, a bloom dispensary out near Toledo, and I saw like the little popcorn buds like this. I think it was uh, half or 140. What do you think of the tinctures? I haven't had any of the tinctures. I've made my own. With alcohol or? Uh, no, no oil. With avocado oil so far. Cool. Did you want to share a little bit about how medical marijuana has improved your quality of life? Well, I've had a history of cannabis over the years, dealing in a variety of different aspects where I've had to battle the approval to, to do it with doctors. I, I have a um, medical condition with my back that I've had since um, October 5th, 1990. So it's been many years, and um, the doctors, you know, first it's just like they're feeding you so much drugs, you know, prescription drugs. And I was a cannabis user recreationally, and I found, you know, and I continued to use that. But then the doctors were telling me they couldn't help me, you know, as long as I smoked cannabis. So I had to go off of it. And they put me in rehab, which was absolutely ridiculous. You know, they just laughed at me, you know. You're, you're in here for marijuana, you know, I mean. 
it was ridiculous. Um, I didn't make it through the whole thing, and it ended up going out. But I did, um, I did stop smoking for six months. Had no improvement in my health. But over the course of the year, all the drugs, pharmaceutical drugs that the doctors were prescribing to me, were destroying my insides and causing me more health problems. You know, it affected my life. It affected my marriage. It affected my social life. It, it, it took, it totally, uh, it totally took my life away. I, I was not living anymore. I was just merely existing, and I was miserable. That transpired to a lot of horrific marital problems, which I don't want to get into. But because of the problems in, in my marriage and the fact that at one point there my dad was dying, I um, had went to California to um, help my brother when he was in hospice. And my health wasn't really good at the time. I was not doing well. But it was a now or never situation. So I hopped on a plane and went to California. Didn't have meds. I was on antidepressants. And could, didn't, couldn't refill my prescription. So I weaned myself off while I was there. My little bro lives uh, up in Northern California in the foothills of the Sierras. Beautiful country. Or he's uh, into holistic, plant-based, eating plant-based foods. And he smokes organic herb. All of a sudden, I started feeling better, you know. And I'm going off my, I'm going off my medication. And you'd think you're going off your medication, you wouldn't feel as well. I'm like, my stomach isn't bothering me because of the foods I'm eating, you know. And, and I'm, I'm not, I don't have to take Percocets and, and Xanax and, and all the other, some and all the other crazy drugs that I was popping just to, and, I, and I'm hobbling around, the, you know, with, with my cane and my little walker while I'm trying to help my dad. He looked at me and goes, hey, you're worse than me. But then eventually, all of a sudden, I'm like, woohoo, you know, and, and starting to feel good. And it was like, wow, you know, what a difference, you know. The combination of the diet of eating, you know, plant-based organic foods and smoking the herb, it was like an eye-opener. So I went back to New York about three weeks later after Dad had passed. I started eat, you know, changing my diet and smoking more herb and caused a little conflict in my marriage and uh, some bad things happened. So I had to pretty much escape New York because I didn't feel safe. And I went back and lived with my brother um, back in California. Um, and they were great. He had a friend um, that she, she was really into growing uh, the herb. And she had a beautiful farm out there, and she was into making specific strains for different ailments and stuff. And she had all other kinds of herbs and stuff that she did. Really cool, really fun person to talk to. She set me up with uh, like a pound of uh, Blue Dream and OJ Kush. And I, I took it home, and it was just for self-personal use. It really made a difference. It, I think it saved my life. It was great. You know, there was a lot of other things that, that do tie into to it. You know, it's not just the, the cannabis, but cannabis helped me go off all the pills. I've had two accidental overdoses um, when I was in New York, and that's a pretty frightening thing. The opiate epidemic that's going on, it's a shame. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be that way. My doctor gave them out like candy. And it was wrong. Actually, he got um, in trouble for it, thank goodness. 
you know, that's not the first avenue. There's so many other holistic, medicinal ways to address pain. You know, I deal with nerve pain 24-7, and sometimes it's like, you know, you just want to go out of your mind. But, you know, there's so many things. Cannabis, number one, you know, distraction. You sitting here talking to you is like, I feel great. It's nice to interact with people. And, and there's different things, but there's different ways of healing as opposed to going directly towards, you know, drugs, pharmaceutical drugs. Do you feel like the state of Ohio and its denial to add additional qualifying conditions for medical marijuana is an admission? that doctors and physicians never really had a voice in their patient's oh. livelihood to begin with. That's interesting. I, I don't think the people that are on the board know what it's like to be a patient. I think if there were patients on there that their things would be so different. The things that they're doing, just, even just like how they take away the days. I went to the dispensary on the 27th, and bought two units, which is supposedly two days, but even though it's just two days, I'm deducted three days by the way the Ohio program does their ridiculous calculations, which nobody can figure out, and it's, you know, it's kind of a joke. And when I was at the dispensary on the 27th, they said I had 45 days. 45 days, so I bought two, two units, that subtracts it down to 42 because they take oh, make it to, they round it up to three days. So then I should have 42 days. Now when I go into um, on Tuesday yesterday, I only have 32 days because the 10 days that I didn't visit the dispensary are taken away from me. Now my 90 day refill doesn't come up till December 10th. They keep taking my days. Well, I'm going to run out. They're forcing people to go to the illicit market. If there was a patient, if there were people on the board that really were patients and were dealing with this, they, they would know that they, this is ridiculous. It would never start, it would, I don't think it would ever have started out like, like it is. Some of the things that they were doing for people that, that seriously have illnesses where cannabis helps them, they have no knowledge. They don't know how to help the people. Do you feel as though uh, we should be able to grow our own? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Look, those are the best tomato plants I've ever had. They are and, healthy, And, yes. oh, my God, it was so much fun. Um, I started taking the intro to horticulture, but I was struggling. Um, like I said, I haven't been feeling too well, so I dropped out of that class and just concentrated on the cooking class. Um, but just the, the few days that I was in there, uh, the teacher, Zach, he just got me so excited about like all the soil and all the things. So I learned to leave the spiders in the garden. Good idea. <laughs> I think people should be able to grow their own. It's, you can do um, a lot of different things even with, with the leaves. Sure. And I feel like some of the best strains have come from home growers. And I think that's where it's at is the variety. So where do you see the Ohio Medical Marijuana Program five years from now? What I would like to see is 
is a, a big change. I, I would I would like to see to be more understanding. Kids with autisms that have spasms, they should be allowed to. That uh, to me, that is so upsetting. Yeah, that um, was actually my next question. Oh, is that just how you felt about that decision by the Board of Pharmacy and the very, medical board to deny those conditions? Very upset about it. Um, I was at the state house when um, the mom Tiffany um, was there with her with her little boy, and you know when you see the the kid in person. It hits you, and, and and it's just and it's sad. I know how it helps, but why can't why can't it help this child? People are thinking of it as in in the wrong aspect of of it being an illegal drug, and it's not. It's it's medicine, and it should be allowed to help a child in need. Any child, you know. I don't think there's. I don't think there should be laws that they only allow certain um, ailments. But is there is there a restriction for when you go to the doctor to get prescription drugs if he's going to prescribe you Oxy or Xanax? Is, do you have to have certain conditions? No. I mean, I've been prescribed in the past drugs that are really for da-da-da-da-da, but it does, it's known to help this. Isn't it kind of the same thing? What would you tell a loved one who was considering uh, replacing pharmaceuticals with medical marijuana? I would uh, support them 100%. I think it's the best thing. I, I'm, I'm anti-drugs. Can you tell me a little bit about the life coaching you were telling me about? Yeah, um, Dr. Bridget Williams at Green Harvest Health, who is a medical marijuana doctor, she approaches it in a unique way where she does life coaching, um, but she also teaches more about cannabis use. But she was absolutely a turning point for me in, in, in my life with the coaching. She is a compassionate, sincere, honest person. And she is really into cannabis, learning about it and learning the medical part of it and, and helping people. She's great. <laughs> five stars. Five, oh, definitely five stars. You know, and you see people um, complaining about like, oh, the doctors don't care. You know, they just want to take your money. Dr. Williams, uh, Bridget, and and Dr. Barry uh, Williams, a husband and wife. He's he's awesome too. They're a great couple. You know, they're the family oriented. And, and and you feel there's a love there. You feel it. They do classes together. Um, they're out in the community. She's the way to go. You know, to me, it's not about money or does it feel like it. You know, it's she's sincere. She she she's a doll, and and she'll help you. She'll, you know, you'll feel better. She goes above and beyond. That's amazing. You know? Well, thanks yeah, for just, sharing. Yeah, just you know, if anybody needs help, shout her out. Well, there you have it, folks. Not much to it, but to do it. I'd like to offer my sincerest appreciation to Diane Jin for inviting me into her home to discuss cannabis. In closing, I'd like you to consider what the term patient means to you. Per Webster's Dictionary, a patient is defined as a person receiving or who is registered to receive medical treatment. But have we forgotten the human element in this equation? It's about people and offering them the healthiest options first, not last. Why are doctors, 
who are trained to understand the intricacies of the human body, denied the right to recommend medical marijuana to anyone they see fit in Ohio. Denying them the right to recommend medical marijuana solidifies the fact that drug makers have more control over our welfare than the practitioners who were trained to understand the human body and homeostasis. Another meaning for patient defines the word as an ability to accept or tolerate delays, problems, or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. Well, the patients of Ohio have been patient long enough. It's time to start holding lawmakers accountable and demand broader access to this life-changing medicine. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please contact me at National Cannabis Network Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, stay green, friends. Thank you.